My name is Takashi Ito from Japan. In addition to the global excess liquidity, uh, corporate profits are very high compared to the share of labor. Does that make it extra challenging for you to find investment opportunities? Thank you. Yes, corporate profits in the United States are, <clears throat> except for just a very few years, a record in terms of GDP. It's, it, I, I've been amazed <coughs> that after being in a range of between 4 and 6 percent of GDP, they have jumped upward. And <coughs> you would not think this would be sustainable over time. Um, excuse me just one second. Charlie, want to talk for a second? <laughs> You've just heard him on the subject. Um, but corporate profits, when they get up to 8% plus of GDP, um, you know, that, that is very high. And so far, it has caused no reaction. One, one reaction could be higher corporate taxes. Um, you have lots and lots of businesses in this country earning 20 or 25% on tangible equity in a world where long-term bond rates are four and three-quarters percent government bond rates. That's extraordinary. Um, if you'd read an economics book 40 years ago and it talked about that kind of a situation persisting, well, you wouldn't have found a book like that. I mean, that, that does not make sense under pure economic theory, but it's been occurring for some time, and as a matter of fact, it's gotten more extreme. I mean, corporate profits continue to rise as a percentage of GDP. That means somebody else's share of GDP is going down. And you're quite correct that the, the labor component of GDP has actually fallen fairly significantly. Whether that becomes a political issue, uh, maybe in the next campaign, whether it becomes something that Congress does something about, the Congress has the power to change that ratio very quickly. Corporate tax rates not that long ago were 52% and now they're 35% and a whole lot of companies get by with paying 20% or less. So I would, I would say that at the moment corporate America is kind of living in the best of all worlds and, and history has shown that those conditions don't persist indefinitely. What brings it to an end when it, when it happens, I don't know. But I would not expect corporate profits to be eight and a fraction percent of GDP uh, on average in the future. Charlie? Yeah, of course, a lot of the profits are not in the manufacturing sector or the retailing sector either. A lot of them are in this financial sector. And so we've had a huge flow of, of profit to, to banks and investment banks and investment management groups of all kinds, including various kinds of private equity. And uh, that has, I think, no precedent. I don't think it's ever been as extreme as it is now. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and, and Charlie and I would have said 20 years ago, um, we've done things in banking from time to time, including owning a bank. Uh, but if you'd, if you'd said to us, in a world of four and three quarters percent long-term governments, will one major bank after another be earning more than 20 percent on tangible equity, dealing in what is basically a commodity money, we would have said that that, 
that condition just wouldn't persist. Now, part of that is because the banks are geared up more. So if you earn 1.5% on deposits, you know, and you have, uh, or 1.5% on assets, and you have assets of 15 times equity, you're going to be earning 22.5% uh, on equity. And by gearing up more, um, it does improve the return on equity. But you, would, you still would think that would be self-neutralizing. You'd think that after one guy did it, another guy would do, did it, would do it. And instead of earning 1.5% on assets, you'd earn, you know, 9 tenths of a percent or 1% on assets. But it hasn't happened. That's gone on for a long time. And, you know, we are, we are living at, I'd have to look at a chart on it, but there may have been a year or two post-World War II, uh, but I, I don't think that, I would bet there haven't been uh, more than two or three years in the last 75 when corporate profits as a percentage of GDP have been this, been this high. Some of this has come from consumer credit, which I think has been pushed to extremes that we've never before seen in the history of this country. Some other countries that pushed consumer credit very hard had enormous collapses. Korea had one, for instance, that caused chaos for, what, two or three years? Maybe longer. So I don't think this is the time to just swing for the fences. And that chaos in 1997 and 1998 when the, when the IMF stepped in, I mean, it, it, was, it was bad in Korea for a while. It produced some of the most ridiculously low stock prices that I've ever seen in my life. In fact, I mean, you could go back to 1932 in this country and you wouldn't have seen things any cheaper. So, uh, and at the meantime, the companies rebuilt their balance sheets and their earning power. So things do turn around in, in financial markets. You, you will, if you're young enough, you, you, will see, you will see everything and then some. I mentioned in the annual report, in looking for an investment manager to succeed me, that we care enormously about finding somebody who's not, all, not cognizant of everything that, risky that's already happened, but that also can envision things that have not yet been experienced. That's our job in the insurance business, and it's our job in the investment business. And there are a lot of people that just don't seem to, they're not, they're very smart, but they just, uh, they're just not wired to think about, about troubles that they haven't actually witnessed before. But, you know, that's the problem Noah had. You know, the first 40 days, it was, it was tough sledding for Noah. He got, he got revenge eventually. 